beautiful God. He is an awesome God. He is a worthy God. And we are so thankful and grateful that He is our God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. First, give an honor to God, Jesus Christ, and Holy Spirit, to our Bishop, uh, Donald Brown, in her absence, to our Pastor that I'm trying to get it together. You can release that the letters. Okay, good letters. Amen. <laughs> to our uh, um, uh, sister pastor, to all the members, saints, and friends, it is truly, truly an honor um, to stand before you um, to hear God's word. So without further ado, let us go into the word. Um, I will be reading Romans 5, verses 6 through 8. And the record of God reads, for, we, for when we were still without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. But God, but God, but God demonstrates his own love towards us. And that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And if I can lift up the subject on you today, to die for. Father God, it's once again that we come, giving you glory and honor, lifting you up, thanking you, God, for your presence on this morning and into this afternoon. God, I ask right now in the name of Jesus that you will decrease Angela and increase your spirit, God. I pray, God, that you will hide me behind the cross, God, that as I speak your words, God, that they hear only you. As I speak your words, God, that they see only you. That they may receive, God, what you have or them for today, God. But most of all, God, I pray, God, that you be lifted up, that you be glorified, and that you be honored. It is in the name of Jesus that I do pray these things. Amen. Amen. To God for it. What does it mean to die for? The famous to die for is what we call an idiom. Those of us that are still in school may know what that is. But some of us that have been out for some time, I had to look it up. Amen? Amen. It's, it was something that I actually remember what it was, okay? but I had to look it up to get it right. An idiom is a word or phrase which means something different from its literal meaning. Idioms are common phrases or terms whose meaning is not real but can be understood by their popular use. For instance, somebody tells you to break a leg is a way we wish someone good luck. Now, we see here a lot of the older people say that, oh, it's raining cats and dogs out there. But that really meaning it's raining heavily. To get into hot water means to get into trouble. And sometimes we get so hungry, you say, I can eat a horse. Because you're just that hungry. Amen? Amen. So in other words, to die for means important or desirable enough to die for. Extremely good. You gotta have it. So wonderful you would risk dying for. To be strongly wished for. 
example, mm, that dress is to die for. Well, no, I like the dress, I like the shower for. That was, that was my example. However, Paul describes the greatness of God's love. It is love given to the undeserving, to those without strength, to the ungodly, to sinners. This emphasizes the fact that the reason for God's love are found in Him and not in us. So as I begin to think about the scripture, even in, in the midst of our worship, I just begin to think about God and how what He does for us that at our weakest, while we were yet still, while we were yet still sinners, while we have not still come out of ourselves, when we were no good to Him. He found me, me desirable. He found me extremely good. No matter where I was in life, Christ thought that I was to die for. Thank you, Lord. So this kind of made me think even more about the different ways that we show or display our love. Everyone has their own way of showing the type of love language they have. Love language basically is a language of love in the form of actions, behavior, and attitudes that make a patient person feel valued and loved. Everyone may have a different preference when it comes to the love languages they use and accept. Understanding the love language of our partners or those we care about can help us to strengthen relationships and understand each other's desires. Now there are five types of love language or the love, the language of love that is owned by us as human beings. The first is act of service. Acts of service are a type of love language in which a person feels love through their actions, help, and support of love. Cooking dinner for someone is act of service. You're showing your love, your, your, your thought for them, that you would help them out. Physical touch is a type of love language that is felt by someone through physical contact. The affection that appears here is not something negative, but rather a manifestation of affection and, and sincerity given by someone. A hug, just let someone know. I love you. I care about you. You never know when someone may just need that act of love. Amen? Amen. The next is words of affirmation. Love receiving compliments and other positive words. So it could be that your type of love language is words of affirmation. People whose love language is words of affirmation, they feel very appreciated and loved when someone gives positive words such as support and motivation and praise. And I know for me, my the little the little grandson so when we do things with him like colors and numbers and, and he gets them right, he looks at you and he puts his hands together and he's looking for you to say, good job. And he starts clapping. So as soon as you say, good job, he starts clapping. So he looks for those words of affirmation when he does well. Quality time. Someone with this love language feels love when attention is given in the form of togetherness such as doing activities together or sitting side by side. You know, when we go out to dinner, we're supposed to be out to dinner, enjoying one another, and everybody has their phone out. And they're scrolling and taking selfies. We're supposed to be together. 
love language, put that phone down and let's enjoy one another. Because you never know what that would mean to your spouse, your children, children to your parents, because we look for it all the time. Even when we're just in our living rooms watching TV. I paid attention to that. And we are all just going. We all picked the movie that we wanted to watch together as a family. And no one is watching the movie. <laughs> they're in their phones. They're looking at videos. They're playing puzzles. Amen? Amen. Lastly is receiving gifts. Receiving gifts is a type of love language in which a person feels loved by giving gifts. This gift doesn't have to be expensive but it can be something with a special meaning or a pleasant surprise. Brother McGraw saw the movie, Joanna Man, and the girls are all talking, and she says to everybody, you know, she likes to, you know, somebody just gives us something, just because it's Wednesday. So at the end of the movie, he sends her flowers, and she takes off the card and says, just because it's Wednesday. That was something he paid attention, he listened to, and at the right time, he gave that gift, and it wasn't expensive. I hope it wasn't expensive, but it was just his way of saying, I love you. Because the one I was listening, and I heard what you said, so I just want to give this to you as my language of love. So, what might be God's love language to us? Hallelujah. The Bible tells us that God demonstrates his own love towards us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He thought we were to die for him with his acts of service, his works. Oh, how his wonderful works have shown us his love throughout the ages. The psalmist proclaimed, I will remember the works of the, of the Lord. Surely I will remember your wonders of the age, of the old. Psalm 77, 11. His words of affirmation, his word. By his word, God brought the word, the world into being. Genesis 1 1 and John 1 1. His words of love are recorded in scripture and shall never pass away. Matthew 24 35. His words are also written on our hearts. Romans 2 15. We should ponder them in our hearts. Proverbs 44 and Luke 2 19. And allow them to direct our paths. Psalms 119 105. He shows his love for us by his gift giving, his grace. Had it not been for his grace, God, grace is defined as a gift. And God's gift of grace is innumerable. We didn't earn it, nor do we deserve his gifts. But God is lavishly generous in pouring his gifts out on his children. All we need to do is receive what he desires to give us. No greater gift has anyone ever given them that which Jesus gave. He gave his life for us, has, gifts, has given the gifts of righteousness and eternal life to us, and offers this gift to all who will come to him in faith. His physical touch, his hugs, and you may not be able to physically feel it, but you can feel his hugs. Jesus healed the broken heart. Men's marriages, soothes troubled brows, and provides peace, serenity, assurance, and contentment to those who know him. 2 Corinthians 1, 3 and 4. All the comforts that are given to us in times of troubles, 
Trials, pain, and suffering, and at times of joy, peace, and celebration are his divine hugs. He is shepherd and overseer of our souls, 1 Peter 2.25. He cares for us, takes our burdens upon himself, and gives us rest, 1 Peter 5.7 and Matthew 11.29. And Psalms 55.22 says, cast your burdens on the Lord, and he shall sustain you. And lastly, God gives us his time. There has never been a time when God has not, has, was not alive or was not present with us. Our triune God is eternal and omnipresent. He is not limited by hours, minutes, or seconds. Nor is he constrained by days, months, times, decades, or even millennia. Time is irrelevant to God because he exists outside of time and yet he is present within time. You see, he thought over 2,000 years ago that you were to die for on that cross. So despite what they did to me, I'm doing this for learning. Despite the pain of the nails in my hands, I'm doing this for Charles. Despite the nails in my feet, I'm doing this for Sinai. Despite Despite that some don't trust me and turn their backs on me, I'm still, I'm still, I will still show my love because you are to die for it. The next week, Minister Jessica preached. Uh, she preached, it had to happen. You know, you know, in the movies, when it gets to that part where there's a decision to be made, and the ones, and the, the one, the one says to the other. There's no other way. I have to do this. It had to happen. He had, he had to die for us. And as a reminder, he left his book of love. He left his journal. He left his diary. He left his burden. Yes. Amen? Yes. Thank you, Lord. Because we were to die for him. He said, yet while we were yet sinners, while we were not Desirable to anything or anybody else, it was desirable to him. When we couldn't help ourselves, but he was there to help us, we felt that we were to die for. We, we, we praise and, and we worship, but do we really think about that cost? We have family, we have friends that we love, we, we, we have our mothers, we have our children. At what length will you go to show your love for someone that you love? Will you take it to that point? They did you wrong. You can't even forgive them. How are you going to die for them? But yet Jesus Christ, huh, not even him, he came down and he treaded these grounds for us. He did miracles and he performed things that we would never, that we've never seen before. But yet he, he Put his life on the line to say that you were worth it. I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, and they are thoughts of good and not evil to give us a hope and a peace. He thought you were to die for. Hallelujah. So we bless God on this morning. We thank him, God, for his grace. We thank him for his mercy. We thank him that he took that time to see about us. But most of all, we thank him for what he did on the cross on that day. God bless. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
So what's, what's your love language to God on this morning, or this afternoon? Are you grateful for what he did? Are you thankful for what he did? Not, not just those material things, but those times when you couldn't see your way through. Those times when your mind was going crazy and you didn't know what to do and you, you couldn't think straight and all you needed was a, a, a straight answer. He gave us access to him. We don't have to go in a tent and see a priest behind some slide door and confess our sins to anyone. But we can sit in our living room and we can kneel on our beds and we can say to us, Lord, I need you. And we'll go right to him. He thought we wanted to die for him. 